Not too bad. I'm losing my voice, so I do apologize for that. Oh, well, you joined the club. <laughs> yeah. That's how you been. I, I'd like to say uh, good, but I'm going to say well, there's always room for improvement. No, yeah. Yeah. Goodness. I hear that. Anyways, this is Unfiltered with Crazy Kyle, and this is uh, Brett joining us again for the Hero from the Sky podcast. So, what do you think about the Evil Dead today? (laughs) The Evil Dead today. The Evil Dead, dude, I uh, just watched something on the uh, Bruce Fest that was in Colorado, and it seemed like a great time. They they essentially had an awesome time. I talked to uh, the uh, guy who who runs HESPA. You know, um, basically what he does, he takes movie props and restore, not restores them so much, but I would say um, preserves them. And he was there and I talked to him in or, uh, Kentucky and I've talked to him for a number of years, for at least the last couple of years. And he's like, did they contact you for anything? I'm like, no. It's like, I sent him your number. I'm like, me. Eh, <laughs> but it seems like uh, they're going to do more of this Bruce Fest stuff. Which looks like a lot of fun. So it was like a full weekend, full three days. Bruce Campbell hosted everything. So hopefully that is a continuation and, and they keep doing that. Did you watch any of the, the new video about the game that came out recently? A um, little bit. Like like I've said before, I know a lot what's going to happen with that game. So any of the new news I already, I've known about for a while. The thing that stuck out to me the most is he, he does say that he's physically incapable of playing it anymore, but he says he'll always lend his voice. So that pretty much says that anything that, that is created in the future, which should be a, literally probably a cartoon or some sort of animated TV series, we could still have Bruce for as many years as we want, but he'd have to be the animated form or whatever, 3D form. or Right. Well, that's why he doesn't lose his mind and, you know, you know gets get the- Alzheimer's. Next, you know, right. he'll, he'll be like, I'm Ash. Don't call me Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Who's this Ash guy you guys are talking about? Who's uh, this Bruce? Back again. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's also interesting because I was also uh, reading more into it that he plays four different eras of Ash in that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he plays literally... Uh, the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and Ash versus Evil Dead. So that's pretty rad. And Evil Ash. Oh, so that'd be five. I, I wonder if they mean that. That's because yeah, part of the era of the AOD. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did see that uh, if you pre-order the game, you get uh, S-Mart Ash as a skin. Yeah, yeah. Weren't you the one- there's another skin, too, but I can't remember what it is right now. I, I, I'm, uh, I should have wrote it down. Well, there was S-Mart Ash, and one thing that they talked about is bringing back all the old characters. And all their voices are uh, voiced by the old characters I was reading, too. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Andy Noby comes out and whooping all your guys' asses. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> I bet you she's going to be in that game. Oh, yeah. Her yeah. pitcher's Sarah in the Barry? game. Sarah Barry, man. She's a bad, bad woman, man. I'm telling you. I keep, I keep thinking about... Uh, what you said about how if she would have been in Army of Darkness, the whole the whole movie would have kind of just been like, okay, he, he kind of could just get get it done quick. He would have had yeah. a direction. Where yeah. being there, there would have been no army, it just would have been over. Exactly. 
yeah. now I'm even more wondering what happened to her body in the p- portal. Like, where did it go from there? Because you also nailed that the the dagger is not an army of darkness either, and I never even thought of that. Right. Yeah. Like I was, I meant I, I sent you a message about that, and some I, I figure we need to talk about on your podcast here is what if that dagger, you know, if it either came with a corpse or or flew out of a corpse, ended up in the medieval ages. So is the dagger that was found in the castle of Kandar in Evil Dead 2, is that that same dagger from the cabin? That's exactly what I was thinking because when I went and rewatched Evil Dead 2 and her and uh, Professor Nobi and Ed and all them, they're all, they do find the, the dagger and the book in that uh, catacomb or whatever it is. And it's yeah. just like, well, how would it get there without it having to fall through time? But it's just like at the same time, wouldn't she have been with the book? Right. There, there could have been like a skeleton with the dagger. Speaking about the book, remember that video I sent you of why you don't see the book anymore in Evil Dead 2 after the beginning scenes? Because of it being burnt. Yeah, yeah. Um, the people who don't know, there's a deleted scene after Andy gets possessed, gets her head chopped off with the shovel and gets buried. There's a deleted scene where Ash actually takes the book and throws it in the fire, and it's him crying over the necklace while it's burning. So it was a deleted scene, but that's why you never see the book again in the series. So they, or the, uh, I'm sorry, that movie. So that's why at the end of the day, when they did all the cuts and everything, that's why you never see it again, because originally it was supposed to be destroyed. That's pretty interesting, too, because isn't there supposed to be like multiple different versions of the book made from the first uh, movie as well? Uh, are, you, are you talking about the script wise or um, um, film wise? I think uh, film wise. Well, I guess I was talking about the script-wise, but film-wise, there was a multiple books made, I yeah, guess. There was, yeah. The people who still have uh, books from Evil Dead 2 uh, is Greg Nicotero. Um, if you don't know Greg Nicotero, look him up. Crazy guy, awesome guy. Works, worked uh, at KNB. He did that Evil Dead episode of Walking Dead. Huge Evil Dead fan. He worked on Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. He has one of those books. He was on Dawn of the Dead. He was actually one of the soldiers in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And he worked as a special effects guy on that movie as well. Yep. And, oh, dude. There's a... Oh, no. That's a different guy. Sorry. That worked with him. Um, But, uh... Seriously, yeah. Um, he has one of the books. Sam has a book. The book that showed up in Jason Goes to Hell was Sam Raimi's book from Evil Dead 2. Interesting. Yeah. And there's a dagger with that book, but it's not the correct dagger it it's actually a similar dagger but it's it's quite different in its own right yeah and they showed even in jason goes to hell that the dagger changes from from one object to the next so it never is the same which was which was crazy that that they did it that way but yeah it was a, it was a meeting between the two directors it was sam talking to the writer director for jason goes to hell and he said here's the book you know after pitching the idea of bringing it into the evil dead realm so Do you think that's where the conversation of Jason being a deadite came from? Exactly where it came from, yeah. Fucking yeah. right, that's where it came from. Oh, yeah. I think they further uh, proved that he was a deadite because have you played Friday the 13th, the game? Yes. Okay, so Jason literally has the force in the woods yeah, like, ability. 
he like he gains up that power and just zooms through the woods like that little red orb. Yeah, it's like pretty much what chases Ash through the woods. So it's just like, what, was Jason chasing Ash all those times? It's right. just, that's like what they're kind of insinuating. See, and I like that versus believing that Jason has tunnels and shit. I, I actually would like that too more because he's kind of like a supernatural being in his own right. Yeah, exactly. The, the lore of Jason was that his his dad was a warlock and he put a spell on Jason with the Necronomicon. That's what the yeah. lore of what from what I got from the comic books is. And because they tried to play off the whole uh the only thing that bugs me about Jason goes to hell is that you would think that they that be being that they own Jason and the rights to Jason, they could get his name right. But if you go back and you watch that movie. On, on the thing, it says Jason Voorhees, and it's spelled V-O-R, uh, and there's two o- O's in Jason Voorhees. Well, yeah. And, I was... and in Jason Goes to Hell, on the sign itself, it says Jason Voorhees with one O. It's just like, holy fuck, whoever was in charge of that at that time was like, either was having a clusterfuck, or someone was like, oh, look at how awesome this looks. It's just like, oh, you fucked up, and I have to make it. And she's like, oh, but I don't want to make it again. We'll just leave it with the one O. It's just like, who knows? what went on there but it's just like that one little detail of like fuckery almost fucks with the whole movie for me because it almost becomes unbelievable well it's well the original friday 13th was paramount remember and then the whole the jason jason movies were all uh what uh, uh cinema line movies and that's where the big lawsuit came into play and and this is another thing. Jason Goes to Hell isn't that bad of a movie. Everybody bitches how bad it is. I've, oh, I like Jason Goes to Hell. It's actually, I think it's one of the stronger ones. They tried to take a different, they took a left turn with it and they were trying something new. Right. And and that's what I always talk about part five. But you got, this is where I always say this. You got Jason fans and then you got Friday the 13th fans. Now, if you enjoy a Friday the 13th film, whether Jason's in it or not, is good because you can enjoy the film. Like part five, I love part five. Jason was with in there. Roy, and then Jason goes to hell. He was hardly in it. It wasn't the greatest fucking movie, but it wasn't bad. And they're just like he was barely in it. Blah blah blah. It's not a Jason film. It's a Friday Thirteenth film. That's what it's about. They're trying to extend the universe out a little bit further. So, I always felt like those films, like they all kind of like co-interact with all the other ones of that time so it's like anyone that like all the so technically all the nightmare on elm street and all the friday the 13th they all are the same universe because they eventually collided with freddy versus jason yeah so technically everything that happened in friday the 13th universes were was happening in the fucking opposite so if that meant the book was in jason's timeline that meant ashes too right exactly and i think that's exactly what they were trying to go with with jason goes to hell they're like oh we could kind of try fucking uh shoehorn everyone into this movie for excitement to make the sequel because really everything was in it they had jason they had freddie and they had a hint to ash and just like oh and the dagger, the dagger, they kind of hinted that maybe the dagger could take Jason out forever and uh-huh. stuff like that. 
it's just like, what if it wasn't that dagger that could finish Jason forever, but it was the actual Kandarian dagger? Well, it, it works in with the series. If you really look like he stabbed, you know, gets stabbed with a dagger, and he's like done for, basically. It, it works well with Ash vs. Evil Dead, where just you stab a deadite with that dagger, they're they're done, bar. You know, just end the story. Funny you say Ash vs. Evil Dead because when they go back to the eighties and you look on the the theater, it says Friday the Thirteenth. It does, and they have the Hills Have Eyes poster over there too. Which is also super awesome because that poster's in the original movie. And uh, that was kind of like a little uh, Easter egg that Wes Craven and Sam Raimi were like, hey, look at me, look at me, buddy, sort of thing in their movies. And then it's just like, well, hey, check me out. It's just like there's Ash and Nightmare on Elm Street where Nancy's falling asleep. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they had the Hills Hot Eyes downstairs because they put that, they put that poster in Evil Dead 1. And then all of a sudden, Friday Thirteenth came out, or not Friday Thirteenth, but uh, Nightmare on Elm Street came out, and Johnny Depp's character was watching Evil Dead. And then in Evil Dead Two, they had Freddy's glove. Yep, like everything's kind of like, see that whole those series of movies at that time. I swear they they were they were building towards it, but the lawyers that couldn't oh, yeah. that that literally went into that room and they were like. Okay, this is my contract, Evil Dead. Here's my contract, Friday the Thirteenth. Here's my Nightmare on Elm Street. It's just like, guess what? We all want our guy to win. Oh well, that sucks because we want Ash to win. Well, that doesn't work for us. It's just like we want Jason to win. But you know what? The people who were making the Friday the Thirteenth actually wanted Ash to win, but it was like there was like a bidding war between uh, Freddy and Ash, and what they wanted was that if they're they're trying to go with the idea that. Okay, well, if Jason's dying and Freddy's dying, well, Ash has to die too. And they were just kind of like, okay, that's not happening because we kind of want to keep keep our guy alive. Mm-hmm. So it's just like all those lawyers were kind of like went into that room and then couldn't make a deal. And that, that deal just kind of fizzled away and then it just became nothing, I think. Well, at the end of the day, the, the writers and directors like Sam Raimi and all those guys, they're basically like – like this is my property yeah well no they're like guys like us would be like hey man wouldn't that be cool if they all just fought together in their same universe and we can make this work it doesn't care who wins that's cool and then but of course you got some asshole in the background going nope we're not gonna do it somebody's gotta win you know yeah that's what sucks when when legal shit gets in, in into it the fans suffer because of that and the writers and directors they know that they want to go further with it, but they just can't. It's not like, you know, you know, there's certain horror directors and writers who are just like, fuck it. We're done here. But there's other ones who really want to really keep it going. Like, like I'm, I'm so happy that the writers and directors from spookies is really trying to push that even further. Cause man, that is definitely a movie. Like if you're an eighties horror fan, if you've never seen spookies, that is something you definitely got to watch. It is such a good fucking horror movie. Like, if you love Evil Dead, you'll love Spookies. It's that good. Have you watched the new Creep Show? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen episodes of that. Yeah. Are we talking about the Evil Dead one, especially? Okay. So, yeah, th- there's one in, uh, episode in, in particular where uh, the character, his name's uh, Norm, but he's pretty much Bob Ross. And fucking, uh, he, he actually paints the Evil Dead cabin, the fucking bridge. Yeah. Uh, like I want that painting. Oh, dude, did you know? Uh, do you know the video game Seven Days to Die? 
Yep. Okay. If you get the online version, they put the Evil Dead Cabin and Bridge in that game. Really? Yes, they did. Wow. I'm yeah. going to have to go buy that game now. Yeah, I don't know if it's for the PlayStation because we have the PlayStation version here. But I know online because they constantly have updates. But yes, they do have. I think that, it's that. a PlayStation exclusive, to be honest. Is it? Yeah. I think so. We played it for years. And I've looked for that cabin and got the, you know, uh, schematics where it's at. But it, I've never found it on the PlayStation version. But, you know, I haven't played it in about a year. But online, yeah, they had the Evil Day cabin and the bridge in it. There used to be a game for the uh, PC and mobile. I don't know if you can still get it. It's called Deploy and Destroy. Mm-hmm. And fucking, you could be Ash, Pablo, Kelly, and Ruby. And there was like uh, Evil Dead style maps. And it was just pretty much like, like uh, it's pretty much a beta for the Ash versus Evil Dead game, I would think. You really? could also get John Wick and other characters. and But it's just like you could buy uh, uh, all these different... Uh, characters that were owned by Lionsgate and at the time Ash vs. Evil Dead had had their rights sold to Lionsgate Mm -hmm. somehow I don't know how but I do know they were owned by Lionsgate at the time during this game and then all of a sudden it used to be on the uh, iTunes market but then they got taken off and it it was apparently it's only an Android thing now so I'm not really sure what happened to that either but it was a really good game and you can get all sorts of awesome Evil Dead stuff you could get the jacksonville outfit and like like all his outfits it was like unbelievable i i still have pictures of it to be honest i had like the highest score and you know, at one time i was actually the number one player in the world on the game nice i was like oh fuck this is awesome you can get different versions of his chainsaw and shotgun and like you could upgrade all his shit and it was what? really fun too like even with pablo you couldn't get a chainsaw you'd get like an axe or like a like a handgun and with uh, Kelly, you'd get like a machine gun and like a hammer and stuff. It's just like, it was pretty awesome. Like, uh, it only had Bruce's voice and Pablo and Kelly. I don't think they talked at all, but I, I do know you could get Pablo, Kelly, and Ruby. Well, one thing I got to give you credit for, man, is we had this discussion about the Evil Dead video game before about getting different um, styles of artifacts and things in the game. You pointed out that in the photo, one of the photos, Ash has a flat top chainsaw. Yeah, it actually kind of irked me a bit because it's just like I, I almost felt like they missed this uh, small detail. Oh, well, the chainsaw doesn't have a lot of details of how it's supposed to be. I mean, they just kind of did what they did. But if you look at all the other gameplay scenes, you see a race top. So it looks like you might have an option. Between the so two. there's a little bit of there's a glimmer of hope. You're right. I had some guy arguing with me. He's like, "Go get your eyes checked. It's not the same saw from the Ash versus Evil Dead." I almost lost it on him on Instagram. I, I was like, "You know what?" I was like, "He's like, I just got my eyes checked." I was like, "Well, maybe you should go and get your fucking eyes checked again because I'm not arguing with you over something I know for a fact." They said, "Well, what?" <laughs> What's funny about it is the muffler that's in there. This is all accidental. I know it's all accidental. Is the muffler that was going to be used for the concept chainsaw for Ash vs. Evil Dead. Is the actual one on there? It is, yeah. Well, it's very close. Very close. It's not the one. The muffler that's on there is not the one off of, you know, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, or Ash vs. Evil Dead. 
but it's very close to the one for the concept chainsaw that they were going to do for Ash vs. Evil Dead. Interesting. Yeah. I also noticed, like, uh, there's different versions of the grill you guys put on the saws, too, hey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, on the Annie saw, would it have, like, the one that's damaged looking? I don't think they will. They'll probably do a cleaner look. It, pro- it would be easier to program in. Just the cleaner look. They who knows if they're going to do it thicker, do it thinner. I I don't think they're too worried about that as long as they're close enough. Really, that's that's really all they're going to be concerned about. Um, you know, that's that's you know, with a video game, that's more of a nitpick kind of thing. And I'm I'm not going to fault them for it when I see it. But you know, it's just one of those things where like every photo I've seen, it's like yeah, it's not the greatest look, but it's close enough. It's not like it's gigantic and something completely different. So. To be honest, it, it's it's kind of like such a small detail, but people like us would notice it right away. Oh, but yeah. during gameplay and him swinging the saw around, you probably won't even notice it at, at right. the time when you're using it. Yeah, And even if it was, it's just like someone was like, oh, <clears throat> let's just put the saw in. And they probably didn't even think. It's just like, oh, the, it, you know, like people like the that made like that statue. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, what the fuck was it called? Uh, Big ass statue for Prime One Studios. You said it though. You, that you fucking you're yeah. heckling them up, but you know what? You were he- <laughs> you were doing it in the the proper way because they needed to hear that shit. Because right. when when people put out stuff that is like seven hundred and fucking eighty dollars, it's just no, like that- here, buy my fucking thousand dollar statue. It's just like. I don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a bunch of imperfections that I fucking could tell right from looking at it. Yeah. Well, that's like, no, it's like a $1,500 statue. That's unbelievable. Well, what they got wrong is the pant tear. The tear on the pants is wrong. The his collar, the collar's wrong. Yeah, you're right. The chainsaw is wrong. Um, with the, the minor details, the boomstick is wrong. The hair is wrong. The hair is Army of Darkness. Ash. I was just about to say that. Yeah. And I mean, they did a good job on the evil Ash face. I mean, it, it looks great. I mean, it's not bad. But if I had to market it per incorrections of what should be done right, even the deer head on the wall is, is incorrect. I'm so sick of everybody thinking it's a gosh damn elk. It's not a fucking elk. It was a mule deer on the fucking wall. Not only that, it's if the fucking uh, trap door was right there, the the deer head wouldn't be right there in that corner of the cabin. Well, they just try to you know shoehorn everything into a fucking uh, yeah. They just try to put it all together, but the only reason you see um, an elk head fall off the wall in Ash vs Evil Dead is because they filmed in New Zealand. Now, what's native to New Zealand is the red stag. Red stag is a relative to an elk. That's why. That's on the wall versus the mule buck. That's the only. That's why that's there. So, Just because they couldn't get uh, a yeah, mule buck, right? They couldn't get it there, so they used a red stag. Interesting. Yeah. So in the stand, everybody's they put a deer head and they put antlers on it of a red stag or an elk, and it's like, uh, no, that is not correct whatsoever. To Evil Dead Two. And I wonder, you know, I, I I hate talking about the remake, but like, do you think they actually are going to put the characters in the game? I think you might be onto something. Like that, that might be like a because 
it's a part of the universe too, you would think, right? Yeah, I, I hope they do. I just, you know. Only for the map, maybe? And Mia? It'll be like a, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do like a specialty thing for it with how that stupid book worked. I think what they're going to do is just introduce the characters, put them in there. And DLC. I, I, do. I do hope they do. But at the end of the fucking day, they're the weakest part of the of, whole series. Exactly. Yeah, they're the weakest ones. If you look at what everybody else has gone through versus them, they're the weakest ones. I mean, me, shit. But at the same time, it's like you just chop one person up with a chainsaw. This is not news to the old dead fans. No. You know, it's kind of ironic about that movie, though, is that they actually drive home the fact that uh, people that sit and do drugs nonstop or that are constantly on drugs, they actually hurt everyone around them. Then that's kind of pretty much the concept of the film is that she, yeah. she her drug habit was like hurting everybody around her. And in, in the end, fucking she did so many drugs that she's like, oh, well, I can survive this. Well, you, <laughs> you know asked. what? That's a, that's like happens with drug addicts all the time. Yeah, and for them to just kind of throw that in there, that was just kind of like modern day. It's just like, oh, it can't be the same movie. Yeah. Fucking the well, old plastic bag had to save the day. <laughs> well, well, the thing <laughs> ever since you said that, I'm never gonna forget that about that movie. It's just like, you know what? That, yeah, they fucked that movie up big time because they even have the plastic bag drawn on the picture. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh hell, the 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 glorious Ziploc that will save us from the deadites. What the fuck? <laughs> like I never un- I never realized that the bag was actually in the book. Uh, like <laughs> how the fuck does that work? Was it written in uh, thirteen hundred A.D. or was fucking... it what was it written in fucking nineteen eighty two? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was refurbished. <laughs> in... Maybe that's why back in the nineties. That they came out with that little seal where it changes color just for just for yeah. <laughs> make sure it seals it up tight. It changes color when it turns from green to blue. Guess what? <laughs> You're freaking well with that book. When she quits talking about how dead mom is in hell, you know she's right. <laughs> just put some dirt on her until she stops breathing and then dig her back up. Yeah, that was that was janky. I mean, yeah, cool, and then fucking cool try boxing. booster, <laughs> try booster back to life. Yeah, that whole boost back to life kind of, you know, stops the fact of like you basically got to kill everything and everyone around you to fucking survive. It's like let's bring her back to life. They, <laughs> they could have went a different <laughs> route and just been yeah. like, hey, David's fucking ashes bastard son. That's why he's a fucking idiot. Oh, oh, what's this? This? Oh, he lives and he's got to go try find Ash. <laughs> it would have been better better if he would have dug her back up, she came back to life, and then all of a sudden attacked him, and it would have got fucking a little silly, and then he would have chopped it off with a goddamn shovel. <laughs> I would have been like, yep, okay, I'm good with that. Back before I even sent, uh, seen any part of that movie, I was only excited because, oh, it's an evil dead. So I was just kind of excited to because I kind of thought it was going to be familiar, but it was actually so different. That I well, didn't even feel like Evil Dead to me. I was just kind of like, uh, what the fuck? It was kind of like, like well, they had more- so many other ideas, like from The Exorcist, put into it, where it just it wasn't working for me yeah. as like an Evil Dead fan. 
yeah, I mean, there there's so many more non-Evil Dead films or TV shows like Creepshow that are more Evil Dead than that movie. And mm-hmm. I'll, totally. and I'll, I mean, I got a friend of mine who will disagree with me all day long, but I'm just like, I don't care that you like that movie. That's cool. It's not a bad horror movie. It's just, it doesn't fit the bill for me, for Evil Dead. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it kind of bugs me more. The more and more I think about it, like I I always try just be like really lenient on it because it does say Evil Dead on it. So it's just like, oh, I kind of love Evil Dead. And it's just like, how can I hate something that says Evil Dead on it? But at the well, same time, that movie would have been so much better if they actually just tricked us into thinking it's just like all oh, these new kids are at the cabin and it's just like what if ash would have showed up you know like that that movie would have been so much different if he was just like oh ash is like oh it's about this these kids that go to the cabin and just like then it turns out ash shows up at the cabin like it, it could have been something like that and been like they'd be like who the fuck are you and they'd be like who the fuck are you kind of like back kind of they could have <laughs> built towards ash versus evil dead instead of just being like here it is yep completely different Yep. Like this is the way I look at it. And I I have a bunch of friends. If it's if it's just it says evil dead, they they buy it and think it's the greatest thing since sliced fucking bread was invented. My thing is this. Evil bread. <laughs> no, well, no. But this is the way I see it. Like Nike is a shoe company, right? Just do it. And they make they make great shoes in the past and they made Air Jordans and whatnot. But sooner or later, they're going to make a piece of shit fucking shoe that everybody thinks is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, but it's actually a piece of shit in comparison to what came before. That's where I put that movie. It's like, there's so much really good Evil Dead stuff until you get to that pair of shoes. Then you're like, eh, yeah, it is that brand, but yeah, we can just not count that in. Bruce said it best himself. He said, apples to oranges yep that's pretty much what it is pretty much it's just a modern take on something that we love <laughs> well and that's that's what that comes back to the whole thing of why everybody every company now is going with continuations every, which is the smarter idea exactly that's what the fans want they finally realize oh fuck instead of rebooting everything how about we just continue this on I actually like the way they're carrying uh, Chucky. Like, yeah. Chucky's fucked. The way he, he, he is as a character and his family and, like, the story of this show, it's, like, it's pretty good, but it, he, well, he's fucked. Like, well, Chucky's weird. Well, and if you look at some of the episodes, there was one episode where, like, half of his body's fucking melted, and he, he conjured himself hmm. into their doll. I'm like, thank you for fucking showing that. That is incredible. That was so fucking good. I think it's interesting how they made it uh, that he can uh, go into any good guy doll. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of his preference anymore, really. Until, I, I don't know what the end game for the show is, but they're going in the right direction with that. I agree. They, they pretty much looked at Ash versus Evil Dead and they're like, oh, t- they took a whole bunch of notes and they're like, oh, this is what we'll do with Chucky in the show. I mean, the only movie that was a continuation, but at the same time wasn't starring the main character. We talked about this before was Candyman. And, yeah. <clears throat> but it showed that there's multiple candy. 
have just a really quick thing of Tony Todd, and it just it was and 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 to the original I forgot her name who was in the original movie, um, it just worked so fucking well. It actually fit in perfectly because the whole movie you're kind of wondering it's just like they said he was going to be in the movie. They said Tony Todd was Candyman, and just like throughout the whole movie, it was just like it told the story of Candyman, but he there was different Candyman and or Candyman or whatever. And then yeah. right when you do see him, it's just like oh fuck, right on! Like you know, they made it where he was like the scary version of him. Yeah, he was the first like Candyman. You know, the one thing that sucks to me though about the whole thing is they covered him in honey's covered him in honey, and bees attacked him. Bees don't attack things with honey. <laughs> they make honey. They, they they don't no, they don't give a shit about honey. They they like pollen. Is what bees like. Bears like honey. So the bear should have attacked them. Like, what? That don't that doesn't work. <laughs> so I was like, what? That's hilarious. That's just me nitpicking. I do have an announcement for you though. What's that? Well, if any of your listeners don't know, I built chainsaws and all kinds of evil dead stuff, right? So these two chainsaws that I'm working on right now for Roger Allen Baker and Robbie Kyle Anderson, shout out to those guys, crazy guys, love them, are my last ones for 2022. That's it. That's are all- you going to put any sort of special markings on either of them for either guy? Yeah, yeah, I'll put them on there. Um, I got other things going on. I got a lot of land management shit I got to do. Because, uh, <clears throat> dude, if you know me, I love hunting and all that stuff and wildlife and wildlife management. So I'm going to be working a lot into that. Uh, but when I'm done with that, I'm going to be doing a lot of original stuff that people have, I, I would say, have done before, but haven't done the greatest. I'll be doing the Evil Dead 1 dagger from scratch. From scratch. Um, and other... Is it a drywall knife? What? Is is it an actual drywall knife? I always wondered that. The first one. I don't know. Like for uh, cutting drywall? At all. It was not sharp. It was dull as shit. Because if you go to the behind the scenes of Evil Dead 1... Uh, the take with Linda grabbing it because they only had one. Like she let, like grabs that blade, no problem. It was I, I think he just had like a piece of lumen and he just cut that sucker out. She just grabs it backwards too. Ah! Oh yeah, she's trying to fucking stab him. And she had it behind her back, you know, like she's gonna get stabbed through with it. That was the real thing. It was not like a foam prop. It was there was only a single one on that film. I wonder if Betsy Baker is gonna be in the game. I bet she will be, but I bet she'll be a deadite most of the time. Oh, for sure. I did see you could play as Cheryl. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You can play as Cheryl. Yeah, I don't think I'll play as, as like a, a survivor. Yeah, but you know, you know how she goes with trees and shit. So yeah, uh, gets rapey. Yeah, real rapey. <laughs> I have a picture. It says. Uh, it shows a bunch of different people's eyes and it says <laughs> weed and shows buddy with his eyes beat red it says like coke it's just like <laughs> bent bent eyes and then it shows rapey tree <laughs> and it shows cheryl's eyes <laughs> it's funny 
Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, doing the Evil Dead One dagger. I will do an Evil Dead One cover, like how it, you know, how you see it when Ash grabs it. I'm gonna talk to John Thomas about doing the pages and do it just right from the start. Just boom, here it is, and maybe an Army of Darkness book, possibly. And then I might revisit again. I've done this before, and I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, the uh, Army Darkness Gauntlet. I was going to ask you: Do you ever ha- did you ever have the DVDs that came in the Necronomicons? No, I never. I never bought that set. Interesting. I just found out that there's an Army of Darkness uh, Necronomicon that actually did come out in that sort of set and it was made by the same sort of people mm-hmm. and I wondered if it came with anything special but I, I didn't know anybody who owned one yeah yeah I got friends who own it no there's nothing special inside of that it's it's all about just a cover the one thing I did notice is that pretty much if you do own one any one that you do have if it's either the first one or the second one they're gonna rot no matter what you do if you, you could you could fucking put Vaseline on it or you could lather it in coconut oil. You could do pretty much anything you want to it, but no matter what, it, the book binding itself is going get, to get old, cracked, and rot, just like any uh, old latex mask or a- any sort of mask that's made from a certain type of latex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know what to do about it. I keep staring at it and it's just like fucking... I notice the sides are starting to crack, and I just I look at it, and it's just like I wonder what I could fucking do to well, fix it. The, well, there is a guy, and I know I know you just love him to death, uh, Al Biardi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you guys. Are, um, yeah, we're besties. <laughs> but yeah, no, he that's did, my bestie. <laughs> he, he did a restoration on one of those, and it looked really good. Um, one thing somebody suggested to me: if I ever do covers. To do them in silicone. Silicone, eh? And silicone doesn't rot. Silicone doesn't... It just... Silicone, silicone. It's like bathroom cocky, man. Just stays there. It doesn't rot away. Uh, and Ryan uh, Ryan Lewis suggested that to me. He goes, dude, if you do that in fucking silicone, that is fucking awesome. The problem with silicone, you can't paint it and you can't glue it. That's Interesting. The yeah, silicone is a bit... Well, you can. Actually, Roger Allen Baker knows a company that um, has a silicone glue. But it's so goddamn expensive. So, you know, that was one of the reasons why I never... I decided not to do, like, take my Evil Dead 2 book. And, yeah, you've seen my book. Right. What did you use to uh, alter that book? That was... I used foam clay. Foam clay. I wonder if the foam clay would work on this. Well, yeah, yeah. Foam clay, as long as you're not like uh, the problem with mine that I'm having is all the additives I had to seal everything actually dries it out a little bit. bit. It's not cracking or anything like that, but it's not something that I'm going to whip open like day to day. I've seen the pages. I know what it is. I don't care. I want the cover is what I want. Um, And if anybody who's listening doesn't notice or know this, what I did is I studied Tom's uh, Tom Sullivan's hero book he did for Evil Dead 2. Because the one you see with the droopy left eye, that or right eye, that's that's the big big thing. Is Everybody has the big droopy eye, and Totes has that too. Um, 
that's all in the other books. The hero book didn't have that. It had a completely different, you know, same kind of look, but it wasn't like super droopy. It had a, a other details into it. So um, foam clay, yeah, works great. It, you could give it a shot and see if it'll work. I was but, thinking of trying the, the sides on one because I do have two of them, and then one, one's more damaged than the other one. So I could try a used foam clay and then try manage what there is left and maybe go over the whole thing a little bit and then repaint it possibly yeah, yeah that might work yeah foam clay's nice i I like working with foam clay um like i like my book i know al's like it'll crack it'll break you know later i'm like i got i got a few little cracks just because of the shit i put on it but i can always put foam clay right in between it and it's gonna be just fine so like my Evil Dead 2. Nobody's ever done an Evil Dead 2 like I did Done did that Evil Dead 2 cover. That's sick. It looks legit. It looks like the prop from the movie. Yeah, that, and that's what I was going for. I mean, it was a Trick Treat Studios book, and I got it, and I was like, I love this book. And then I'm like, I redid the pages. I'm like, and dude, check this out. All right, so. I don't use like shoe polish or anything. I used a wood stain to do the pages. Now, the one thing you don't want to do when you're working with wood stain is to be about seven beers deep and one to burn the sides of the pages after they've been soaked in <laughs> soaked in, in wood stain. So I'm on a video chat with like four or five people and I'm grabbing a page and I'm like hitting it with a lighter. It's like, hoof, hoof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it fucking went up because of the wood stain. <laughs> oh no, I was quick on putting it out, but everybody's like, "Holy shit, Brett!" Like, now nah, I'm good, I'm fine. Just remember, if you do this, just uh, burn it before you do it, because yeah, yeah, this is not this is not good. You know what else I was thinking about the other night? You you busted out the Macho Man. You know what uh, you got to do? You got to do the Macho Man. Cutting a promo on the Necronomicon. Oh fuck! Let me see. Well, back. You, you don't have to do it tonight, but like you, you, that's something you should work on. Him versus the Macho Man versus the Evil Dead. <laughs> fuck, that'd be sweet. <laughs> macho Man versus Evil Dead. That'd be but, funny. He could be because uh, when he was Bone Saw, Ash introduced Bone Saw and Spider Man. That's right. So that, that'd kind of be cool. And there's something else I thought was cool. Just the other day, it was actually Dimebag Barrel Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much it was just like uh, celebrate the, all of his deadly riffs and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know what's something that kicked into my head that I never thought of before is uh, everyone always shows Ash where it's just like, this is uh, my boomstick where he's holding the shotgun over his head. Someone should do a picture of Ash holding Dimebag Daryl's fucking guitar over his head. Oh, no shit. That'd yeah, be kind of cool. Yeah, you could definitely do that, man. I mean, well, for sure, I, I could probably draw it myself. Actually, I, I guarantee you, I could. Oh, dude, I could Photoshop, Photoshop that and like give me ten minutes. I could do that. Fuck that, be deadly guy. Yeah, because there's uh, one. Uh, there's a uh, a Dean guitar, and it's the Cowboys from Hell one, and it's got a lightning bolt on it, and it's kind of that would be kind of reminiscent of uh, whatever going through time, right? Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah. I wonder if Metallica gave them shit because I, I do remember once upon a time there was an actual uh, commercial with the Metallica music, but it, it got replaced 
with uh, knockoff Metallica sad but true music. Oh, uh, fuck who knows. I I seen it once upon a time. I'm pretty sure unless it was just knockoff fucking sad but true army darkness commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one thing I really like what's going on with the Evil Dead community, everybody is really it's it's bigger than it used to be. Like like look about 96 to about 2000 I'd say about 2010. Nobody, you know, it was a small community. It wasn't like you know, Freddy, everything was like Freddy, Jason or Michael Myers. Now it's like you know, Evil Dead's got a lot of credit that it needs to have. It, it it's it's actually the late bloomer of the bunch. It is, you know, on, on the trilogies. And it's cool to see that a lot of people are revisiting these 80s horror movies and and respecting that and going, man, this is the greatest thing. Why didn't I ever see this? Like, I used to go to the video store when I was in high school. And, of course, when I was in high school, I w- it was in the 90s. It wasn't in the 80s. But I would rent these old-ass fucking movies I would see all the time. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Why why do people not give a shit about this? And people are now. And I respect that. It's like, you know, everybody's like Chucky, Freddy, Jason, <clears throat> Michael Myers. But there's so much more out there. It was a different time. Nobody was really ready for that sort of anti-hero that Ash was. Right. He wasn't really like a hero. He was just kind of like the guy who chopped his friends up and he's like, fuck this. I've had enough of fucking these demons. Yeah, he or, was just dude. He didn't want to chop his friends up. He just was like, he had no choice. And then just by the end of it, he was just like, fuck this. Yeah. And that's just anybody would be have that same attitude if their family turned into demons and they literally had to chop them to pieces to survive. Mm-hmm. And by the end, you'd, you would have PTSD and you would be kind of sarcastic and pissed off and well it's like you said you know they had the 2013 evil dead where it's like we're fighting you know a drug addiction drug addiction then he got the end of season uh two of ash for evil dead where he's smoking pot with a dead body doing fucking donuts with (laughs) (laughs) that was the best you know what fuck I'd love to do that in real life. Well, not not sit with one of my friends that just was chopped in half while I'm smoking a joint or whatever, but just <laughs> fucking do donuts in the Delta in the middle of the street like that. That'd be so oh. fucking cool. <laughs> smoking <laughs> joint while you're doing the donuts in the middle of the street at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like there was a behind the scenes. Bruce was talking. And it was uh, he was wearing the power glove, and he was just has glasses on normally, just dressed now he does. And just cruising through a parking lot, just fucking doing Brodies and shit in that goddamn Delta. And he's talking, doing an interview the whole time. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's what I would do if I, if I had the chance. I always thought it was funny in the first episode when he takes off in the Delta. He drives right over the fucking boulevard, like bang, bang, bang. <laughs> he doesn't even give a shit. Here's another thing I want you to think about. Another question for you. All right. You remember in... Uh, Season one, when they're going to the brew host place. Okay. When Ash says, I only got a couple more payments and it's finally mine, you know, that, that comment, right? Okay. Yeah. And a lot of people think it's a joke, which it is. It's a joke. 
But really think about it. Remember what happened to that Delta in Army of Darkness? Oh, it was destroyed. He would have had to pay so much. He would have had to pay out the ass at a body shop to have it in the shape it is in Ash versus Evil Dead. Right. It would have to be completely rebuilt. (laughs) And then repainted in all the colors, everything, the seat. The seats were destroyed. And, And that's where I take it as, you know, it was him rebuilding. He loves that car so gosh damn much. And you see that in season two. When he has the flashbacks, you know, when it's possessed and he's like kissing <laughs> it, rubbing it and shit. Then, you even get the, it, when you buy the action figure, he comes with the picture of the Delta for Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. And the ultimate edition of the figure from NECA. Oh, if you're dude. listening, NECA, send us both stuff for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank Constantly. You, we, we'll be consultants on your, your stuff. <laughs> NECA, if you're listening, I will tell you right now, you guys got your shit together when it comes to Evil Dead. You guys do. 100%. You guys make the best stuff for figures. Hands down. I seen your video of the little uh, Kandarian dagger, and they did a fucking bang-up job on that. They did? Oh, the one where I showed it next to mine? They didn't put the shit on top of the head, and they actually did it right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That comes with the ultimate figure, too, hey, with Evil Ed? Yes. I was wondering about that. Oh, there was a big thing on the Knights of Samaria for a while with that, where it's like, if you buy that because it had the book, the book in there. And it opens, right? Blah, blah, blah. You can't be part of this page. I'm like, "Eh, I already bought it, so I don't give a shit. (laughs) I don't care. Why is that? That's kind of Well, there was, I think at the time, I think one of the admins there um, was, you know, with, on Tom Sullivan on it. And I, th- I don't think Tom even had the, um, I don't think he even had the copyrights on it anymore, but at the same time, you know, it was just like, you shouldn't buy that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm not going to buy it. And I bought it like the next day. It's a great two pack. It's <laughs> like, man, people like- are probably being fussy about that because they're like, that's someone's rights. He made that. Someone else is getting paid for it. That's pre- pretty much the whole concept of what you're saying. Right. <laughs> Right, that's yeah, that's what they were going with, and I'm just like, man, it's here. I'm getting it. I'm not honestly. Gonna... I have this thing where it's just like, if people have the the courtesy to copy you, that's like the most sincerest form of flattery. At the it... same time, it kind of does piss me off because it does seem like someone's copying your style or whatever. And well, the, and most of the time, you just want to be like, hey, back off, buddy. Fucking stay in your own fucking lane. And, but well, then at the same yeah. time, you have to be, I don't have to these people because it's actually kind of cool because they're trying to copy me or whatever, right? Well, I, I understand where they're coming from because it's a company trying to make money. Um, for me, if somebody still owns a right for something and, uh, and somebody replicates it and just does it for themselves, that's cool. That's cool. Um, but if they're like, I'm going to make a ton of money off this and do that. That's the biggest reason. I will tell you a fucking secret right now. What's that? The reason I'm not doing covers for the Evil Dead 2 book that I did is I was hit up immediately about it and then to do latex or silicone covers. But then there's a dude who does them in leather and I don't even know the guy and it was suggested to have him do it. But it'd be one of those things where it's like, oh, he's just going to do one for us and that's it. And that's cool, but I know somebody, somebody 
he's gonna be like, Hey, can you do that for me? Be like, No, I can't do that. And all of a sudden they'll be like, I'll pay double. (laughs) Here's money, take my money. Yeah, then everything that I just did, I don't get paid for. So I get both aspects of it. I really do. So for me, I'm just like, nope, not doing it. This is my own, this is my own thing I have here, and that's it. That's I'm the never... coolest part about the Evil Dead community right now, I notice, is that everybody that's really actually, like, was a fan of Evil Dead and they grew up with it kind of like we did or whatever, like, I know when I grew up with it, I grew up with it right from a kid, so it's just like, I seen them, like, at a young age, and I thought they were so cool that I actually literally, they stuck out more to me than Freddy and Jason and stuff because I always thought it was strange how this nerdy guy just somehow miraculously turned into this fucking badass with a chainsaw and, and at the, by the end of the third film, he like, he, he's just like so cool. And he's like, he got the girl and it, it was like literally the cool, like the perfect story for a young teenage boy that liked fucking like hot rods and hot broads and like playboys well, and all that shit. Well, he started out with, with being the guy of why you talk to us like this. Why? To Army of Darkness where he's like, get the fuck out of my face. Exactly. That, <laughs> yeah. There, there was, he had a character arc. <laughs> yeah. Where he's just, he's just done. I love that. You know, I love when he fucking does that. Get the fuck out of my face. He's like, got- everybody has that. Like, you know, everybody's had that in their day or like in their life one day. They're just so fucking fed up with the way everything's going. She's like, ah, fuck off. Or- yeah. Well, if <laughs> Seriously, like he went through hell in Army of Darkness at the windmill in the graveyard, and as soon as it brings it back, needing to say the words right, they're like, "Damn it, you're a you're a fool." And it's like, you don't know the shit I just been through, you son of a bitch. You have no fucking clue. Do your shit, and call it a fucking day. All right. And you know what? He had the uh, the right to be kind of angry too, because it's just like at the end of the day, he was human, and he. He, he he came back after what he felt like he, he felt like oh i'm saving the day i i did i did what needed to be done it's just like he felt like he did it right even though he missed that small detail and it's just like that one small detail made everyone look at him like oh you're a piece of shit and it's just like that feeling in real life when people do that to you or like treat you like you're not good enough it it actually gives you that effect like oh fuck you sort of yeah. like it, it's a real feeling yep so that actually showed how human ash was back in the middle ages right because he even went even further to say hey i feel bad now and i'm gonna help you guys destroy this army you know army of the dead but but still like he went through went through hell i mean really think about it like people are like well i got a friend is like not people but a friend is like Army, Army of Darkness is an Evil Dead film. That motherfucker went to a graveyard that was little mini ashes, had another ash grow out of his fucking body, fought <laughs> his way through out of a graveyard, and he's just fucking over it. He's like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't give a shit. Do you think the horse was uh, like, kind of like supposed to be his delta? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was wondering about that because him and the horse... And there, there was another theory I read a long time ago that the windmill is where the cabin is. And oh, that that's actually a pretty good theory. Because in the in the cabin in the first movie, you hear all the weird, uh, like gears and crank uh, noises. And then when he's in there, he kind of like 
he has all the same sort of like feelings there's a mirror in there and he kind of like when he sees himself in the mirror it's just like the only other time we ever seen him look in the mirror was when ash choked him well and before that was when he touched the the water which was kind of like a foreshadowing that in the second film his hand would have been possessed well when he looks in the mirror in army of darkness he looks up you know that ash looks up at the mirror looks up at him like "Mm." yep and that's when he runs right into he's like fuck this not dealing with that again i actually like the the bootleg editions version of that better where he's outside and he runs he's like ties the horse up and he's like what are you trying to do drive me nuts i like that scene way better i don't know why they should yeah. have left that in because that he looks at, at the windmill and the doors open and he sees himself in the mirror and he's like oh that's it gives him a that's why he runs in the windmill right or whatever whoever cut it cut it that way right I, I like that version better. It kind of adds more evil dead to it. I don't know. Maybe that's why they cut it out because it was a little too evil dead, like him in the woods, kind of like creeping around. Well, and that's the thing. When, when I, when I talked to that friend, he was like, it's not evil dead. You got to remember that windmill scene. It is very evil. that he's by himself. Shit's going crazy. And you know, what? you don't know what's going to happen. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh my God, it's growing. Like what? <laughs> Dear what? God, it's going bigger. Is <laughs> that eyeball popped out? I'm like, what? No way. <laughs> yeah. And was- did you know uh, he actually did the same uh, scene in Xena with the the twins or whatever, like Evil Ash? There's like okay. an evil version of Autolycus, and they actually there's a if you look on YouTube, you could probably find it. Really. There's a literally the it's the same exact scene played out in Xena, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But it's it's Bruce Campbell, so that's kind of cool. So it's literally the same scene from Xena. Nice. Yeah. So Kyle, I gotta ask you a question. What's that? When the borders open up, when you can come down to my shop? Fuck. Pretty much any time I, I I'm available. Dude, come on down. I'm down. Yeah. Always check out your fucking Firebird. Yep. The Firebird and all that fun stuff. What are you going to throw in that thing for a motor? That's a 400 uh, big block Pontiac. Nice. Oh, yeah. How many ponies has that got? I don't know. I haven't fucking never ran it. (laughs) I don't know. You just been building it? Oh, no. It's shit. It's a stock factory from. Not, it's right after the gas prices in the seventies. So it's oh, it back. might cut off. Oh no, yeah. no, we still we still have fifty nine seconds. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I thought it's, it was going to cut off right there. I think it's back up to kind of, right around four hundred, right around there. Because you had the gas crisis, which dropped it down, and then it went back up after that. It was right after the gas uh, crisis. The motor for it. Does it got a four speed transmission? No, I got rid of that. Um, it's was my... it a Muncie? Oh, yeah, I had a Muncie training in it. Fuck, I've been looking for one for years. I want to stick one in my Cutlass 442 to make it a 442 well, four-barrel dual exhaust. I know who has it, and they'll probably sell it. Well, I wonder what they'd sell it for. I don't know. My father-in-law, he owns it. So, nice. Yeah, he still has it. You yeah, should he... quiz him on that. 
Oh, dude, he knows this shit. Hot rod. I want to put a 427 with a four-speed in my car. Oh, okay. dude. We got fucking six seconds, so I'll cut it off and I'll resend you one. Okay. Good. So my, my idea of a balanced diet is a beer in each hand. <laughs> I, I think you're right with that. What kind of beer do you drink? Dude, um, it depends. Really does. I'm not like a Bud Light kind of guy. Me neither. I'm more of like a microbrew kind of guy, or like I ain't gonna lie, dude. These uh, these busy seltzers, these lemonade ones. Holy shit, they're good. Do you guys have a Labatt Blue in the state? Oh, fucking Labatt! Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's crazy. That's pretty much like that. And Pilsner is pretty much all what the Canadians drink down here. Every once in a while, you'll get someone that'll just drink drink straight the Budweiser. And those ones are fucking, uh, I don't yeah. know. They're the water down. I like, but they taste like, real tinny. Yeah. I'll drink like um, Miller Light or like Coors Light or something like that. I don't mind that. But uh, have yeah. you ever had a Mill Street organic? No. Fuck. They're, they're fucking organic beer. All of a sudden, someone's like, have an organic beer. I was like, what the fuck is this? They're like, oh, it's like a Corona. I was like, ah, whatever. I just fucking, I popped the top on the fucking wobbly pop and mm-hmm. fucking stuck the fucking uh, lemon down just like Corona. And I just downed it. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, this isn't half bad. Next thing you know what, I drank fucking six of them. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know what, my teeth are like fucking hurting. I was like, what the fuck? The Whatever's le- in it makes your teeth hurt. Yeah, it's an 11, dude. Yeah. Oh, fuck, it was horrible. I just woke up with the rankest headache in the morning. I was like, I only drank fucking yeah. seven beers. <laughs> was, it, was it a clear bottle when it came yeah, in? Yeah, they they're clear bottle. They look pretty much just like a, a Corona. It's got to be, if you're going to drink a good beer, it's got to be in like a dark brown bottle. Because the UV rays come through and make it skunky. Oh, yeah, if it's like white or green, it's going to be skunky and it's going to get you all fucking weird. Oh, so, the Heinekens, those are fucking, those that, are kind of weird that, tasting too. That is leprechaun piss. Fuck those. <laughs> fucking Did you, ha, Have you ever been to a Slayer concert? I have never. Okay, so at Slayer, there was this uh, guitar player. His name was Jeff Hanneman. and he died, whatever, long. He was, a, one, he was the guitar player for Slayer. And he was the lead guitarist. He's actually been replaced now by Gary Holt of Exodus. But at the time, uh, Jeff Hanneman, he literally, he had all these shirts that looked like Heineken. Mm-hmm. And so at Slayer concerts, they'd always uh, sell Heinekens like half at like half price or whatever. They'd be like, whatever. Normal beer would be like seven bucks. You could get them for like whatever, five fifty. So mm-hmm. it was just like a deal. So you could actually kind of get a, I, now you can get a, a Jägermeister special edition Slayer bottle, stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Nice. They should they should put out fucking uh, special edition Evil Dead stuff. You know, like there should be more of that. Really? Yeah. Well, they got the coffee. There is the beer that's Evil Dead related. There's Have- actually a a drink list that's uh. A bunch of special drinks that you can order around Halloween. I do have the list somewhere, but I will have to look for it. Yeah. You know who probably has that list is Elise Holmes. Probably. 
she would be super fucking cool to have on here one of these times. Yeah. I would pick her brain to pieces on the Evil Dead because I I will honestly admit this. As much as I know about the Evil Dead, uh, I will humbly say this. She knows more. And and she has more little trinkets that I've never even seen. And it's just like, oh. It, I always joked. I was like, well, if you were in my neighborhood, I'd rob your house. <laughs> that stuff would be my stuff. <laughs> Because, oh man, some of these people's collections of things they have from these movies is just unbelievable. Like, you guys are so, like, you got, you should be grateful for all the little, like, pieces of this film's history that we have. Like, even people who have pieces of the wood and the, the fucking, the fireplace and the dirt and, like, fuck, I'd love to get a hold of some Evil Dead dirt in the fireplace and go to the place where the cabin was, where it fucking burnt down. I'd love to do all that stuff. It's just, truth is, I don't have the time nor the money. And fucking, if I wasn't working all the... See, that, that's where it would be perfect. If somehow I could fucking work doing something that involved the Evil Dead. You know, like, th- that would be a dream in its own right. Like, that's kind of what... Where I, uh, when I see you and like uh, Jason building these saws, mm-hmm. like honestly, you guys are fucking inspiring. Like Thanks. Brett's groovy chainsaws and nightmare props. Like you guys are fucking, you're like uh, cut from a certain cloth of people that like don't exist anymore. Like people like us, we're, we're like fucking, uh, a lot of people would say, oh, I'm a, uh, I'm a big fish in a small pond. It's just like, guess what? You, you guys, you're whales in teardrops. It's wow. just like there's only fucking certain amount of people that look at this stuff and be like, oh, I can't. Like, I, I actually kind of got into, uh, I wouldn't say uh, it was more like a debate. We, I was talking about Grand Theft Auto, and there's this these new ones that's called the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Editions, mm-hmm. and it was like whatever. Part three, Vice City, San Andreas. Well, they're supposed to be these uh, perfect remasters, but truth is, they're like this big giant fucking disaster. And everything that was great about the original games is just kind of like ruined, and it, it's it's not like there anymore. And it, that's kind of what like the people that made the game at Rockstar. They're called Grove Street Games. They fucked up. Because they were a mobile games company. So they literally took the mobile games versions of these games and then remastered them on these new systems. Well, that's a big fail because all those things are, there's all these different bugs in them. And uh, <laughs> long story short is, so these fucking games are like made by these people who don't have a fucking clue about these games. And if, they were made by the people who were modding these games online. It would be a hundred times better where it's pretty much what I'm saying is if the evil dead and the show and the comics and the saws and all that were made by you and me and like Jason and, and like fucking Kurt and Ryan, like everybody, if somehow we were all being able to do that, it would be a better product than what they give to us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry for taking so long to get that no, over no, there. No, just... no, dude, you're you're right on the money with it, man. Uh, you look at about. I think I think it started in 2017 is when I started, and then just kept improving. But what it takes to make something when it comes to any kind of horror movie community that's lesser known is just one person or two or three to really open it up versus just the people who just collect shit, you know, from companies that sell it. Uh, I'm not saying shit, but you know, just stuff. Uh, you know, I, I've been told that I'm one of the guys who like really kickstarted and people trying to build stuff in a way, you know, more accurately. Definitely and, in the evil dead community on Facebook yeah. and YouTube. 100%. And uh, there's definitely nobody else on YouTube that I can think of that's just like, hey, look at this tutorial on how to fucking build something groovy. (laughs) It's just like, not only that, you've done that like for a long time. Yeah, that's all. Go and show all the secrets of how to do that. And it's just like, fuck, hats off to you for even putting that out there because now there's a fucking whole group of another builders and they're pretty much just like, they're like Brett's groovy spawns. <laughs> you know? they look at you they're like Hefe Hefe put out a video <laughs> he's well, got new chainsaw building tips <laughs> well that's what oh my god he's building the dagger I need a fucking invis- a visible man now <laughs> yeah there was a guy who did that he followed my videos and he did a dagger and it, it looks pretty fucking good and uh, I mean you know I'm one of the guys who was just like I don't have videos to make this how about i start making videos to make it and i'll figure it out along the way basically and then because of the people wanted more accurate and i wanted more accurate stuff um i just kept going and then the, you know you got me you got the you know your jason smiths you got your al biardis al yep. was the one who hit me up was like dude i love your fucking work i know he doesn't really like me that much but you know what he fucking puts out pretty good fucking work too like he uh, puts like his heart and soul to all, all that shit that he builds too like the gloves and the fucking the pages in this book and the book itself and like everything you know he, everybody puts love into this stuff and that's what makes all this stuff is so good is because all these people are making it out of love they're actually taking time to make something that they love and that's the only reason they're doing it is because they love it and that's what's making it so special to see the community grow now because back when i liked it i was like oh evil dead's my favorite movie and it's just like what's evil dead it's just like uh and then i'd have to explain it and they'll be like oh who's bruce campbell it's just like uh you don't know who bruce campbell is and it's just like they search it up they're like and then next you know they give me the old you wow you like bruce campbell you and about 25 other people right at the time i was like when when i I thought it was cool it actually wasn't cool yet you know it wasn't the cool thing i I was actually kind of like the misfit who was like the nerd who's like oh this guy's like my superhero well what we needed like a community is you know legit one where it's not like one uppers or anything it's like Hey, you want to learn how to make the chainsaw? Hey, you want to make learn how to make the book? You can do it, kind of thing. And that was my whole thing. Like, like Paris, Paris gives me a lot of credit. Paris is an incredible dude. Love Paris. He's gonna be the fucking uh, one of the builders of tomorrow because look at him building that fucking glove. All that yeah. shit takes time too. He's been yeah. working on that for a long time. 
And I mean, every time he works on it, it get it looks better and better every time. I mean, for fuck's sake, he did a video when he was really trying to break down the harness. He was like shirtless on his bathroom fucking floor. <laughs> he was. I remember the video. Detail. Oh, dude, it was funny as hell. He's like, fucking brave. Oh, dude, I did a I did a imitation video where I did him on the floor shirtless. <laughs> yeah, and you, you like, also said you're gonna dress up great. as Ash, or as Paris as Ash. Yeah, fuck, fuck that would be awesome if you did that for Halloween. That'd be the coolest thing ever. No, it was, it was. Anytime I, you know, I copy Paris, it was one of those things that hit him up first. Like, hey, do you do you mind if I do it? He goes, no, fuck it, go ahead. And I did the shirtless Paris on the floor. <laughs> And it's on the Knights of Samaria somewhere. It's oh, and it's also on YouTube on Brett's Groovy Chainsaws. It's called Al Al's Variety Show. I did Al, I did Paris, I did me being a dick, and uh, 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 Josh Halley, Brian Lewis, and a bunch of other guys. It's funny as hell. Um, but right now on YouTube, me and Al have this thing going on. He has his uh, Goth Men's Epic stuff, and he always talks about how big his hands are. So this last he's got sausage fingers or what? He just says he has big hands all the time. And I know a lot of guys that have my, my one friend, Sam, he literally has fucking hands the size of giant. And he's just like, he's like tall and skinny like me, but all of a sudden this fucking, he's got like these giant fucking meat hooks on him. Like, Holy fuck. I don't even know how people grow these fucking mutant hands. Well, he just, he talks about it all the time. You know, my hands are (laughs) quite large. And uh, so my last Brett's Groovy Chainsaws video was I did I did an impression of him, and like I'd have my dagger in my hand and I'd hand it over like we're in the same room, and I'd hand it over to him, and all of a sudden the dagger turns into this little tiny mini little dagger, and, you know, because he's so goddamn big he says, and same thing I'm like oh this is the Stoger 12 gauge and I hand it over and he grabs it and it's just this little mini little toy little fucking 12 gauge shotgun. And it ended up being pretty funny. And that was something that me and him were um, going with. And I'll say this right now on your show. I do have Gothman's Epic Stuff uh, first ever t-shirt coming in the mail. I'm not going to say what's going to be on it. you got to stay tuned to Brisker Groovy Chainsaws to see it. Nice. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a running gag we got between each other. So, do you think your AR would take down some deadites? It's the same one that Kelly has, yeah. So, it's the same, like, when, when uh, she's shooting at the one that where Pablo's punching him in the face? Yeah, Kelly has a DPMS Oracle. That's what that one is. Interesting. And yours is? Yep, same one. And the one that, uh, what's his name? Uh, he was one of the Knights of Samaria on the show in season three. Um What's his name? Name? Oh, oh! What were you just saying? Sorry, I zoned out when you were saying. Yeah, uh, my was, brain just what, turned off that, here for a second. Who was the Knights of Samaria member guy? Uh, God, I can't think of his name. Uh the bald guy? No, no, like um, the young guy with the leather jacket. Oh, fuck! Well, I know his name. It's that on guy. the tip of my tongue. Uh he has the same thing, except he has uh, um, different furniture on it. 
like different front grips and stuff. And so what I did with my AR is I put the same grips that he has on his. Interesting. So you guys have the same gun too? Yep. Oh, what the fuck is his name? It's on the tip of my tongue. I know it. I know. Me too. Uh, I, I hate when, you know what these things are called? When uh, when you think of something and you know it for a fact and you know they, the, their name and everything, I'm pretty sure it's called a brain bug. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, there's another thing. It's either that or when you think of the name of a song and you can't, you can sing the song, but you can't remember the name. It's yeah. like the same thing. My, my brain is like a fucking, uh, I want to say like a supercomputer running on like Windows 98. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's just like, I, I have all this knowledge, but these files are so hard to get to. And sometimes it's just like, block, block. Whoops, you need to smoke a reefer. Bang. Oh, you remembered. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> or like, you ever hit your head and then fucking, you're like doing something and hit your head and you completely forget something. And it's just like, oh, I got to go hit my head again. Oh, there it is. It's just it's like same thing. Yeah. Oh, well, what the fuck really, is his name? It's on the tip of my tongue. I want to say, well, I want to say Dylan, but that's not it. It's wrong. That's not the name. Well, the reason why they have that is the DPMS Oracle back at that time was uh, one of the top 10 AR-15s for under 500 bucks. So it's not hard for them to get it. And Kelly even said they had to be trained on on site with these weapons because they didn't use stunt ones. They used the real deal. And I, as soon as I saw hers, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the DPMS Oracle. It's $499.99. They were shooting off real guns? Yeah, Kelly's. Yeah, Kelly's was real. That's a real AR-15. That's pretty serious. Yep, hers was real. I wonder if he was shooting off a real uh, shotgun. No, no. Uh, no, his was all rubber and foam there is a company that makes those that they uh, there was two that were used one was from a remington that was i think we talked about this it was a uh, auction off later at silver sides the other ones were this darwin darwin uh what the fuck is his name darwin no dalton what dalton was his name dolphin dalton dalton yes dalton um but uh, Bruce Campbell, there is a company out there. They order these uh, 12 gauges from there. What they are is, other than the Remington one, is the Stoger coach gun. And they make them out of rubber and, and foam and shit. And they, that's where they got those, is from that company. And you can order one online. Like, I don't have a link anymore, but you can order them online for like 400 fucking dollars. <laughs> the same gun exactly it, it's it's a stoger fucking coach gun the exact same model that you see in army darkness that made out of fucking rubber you just cut the barrel down that's interesting it. yeah it's out there you can get uh pretty much the exact same gun here at cabela's for three hundred dollars oh you're talking about the stoger coach gun yep yep i got one of those that's the <clears throat> like seriously if you watch army darkness there's no difference from that gun to the Stoker. It's Is it exact- a ten or twelve gauge? Twelve. You can get them. In, you can get them in twenty or or um, or twelve. Don has the actual shotgun from the posters in the the movie, I think, or the movie for sure. But he's cut the barrel and uh, modified the stock. I wouldn't say that online. 
Because, yeah, well, you remember where you're at with legal length on guns. So, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how that works here in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Here it's uh, 18.5 is, is the lowest you can go. Oh. The coach gun is 20. Us here, we spell government with G O V meant. <laughs> That's yeah. G O V M E N T, government. You guys got some fucked up shit going up there. Our yeah. fucking government's fucking retarded, dude. Our our governor here and our mayors and shit. They they're like, they don't give a shit what's going on with with the rest of the nation. We're just the way it was ten years ago. It's great. I love it here. I used to get a kick out of the Ash for President <laughs> promos because it's just like he would have probably been a better president. Oh, dude, he would than Bruce what you have would, right now. He would have won. He would definitely would have won. <laughs> Garen fucking TD would have won. People it, be like Bruce Campbell. Fuck. Right yeah. on. <laughs> like he, he likes playing politicians. He played Ronald Reagan. Played Nixon. Yep. No. Oh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, Ronald Reagan in uh. Fargo. Fargo. Yeah, season two. And once upon a time, he was uh, Santa Claus, too. He played Santa Claus in, uh, I can't remember what the name of the movie is right now. Well, can you can you remember, here's, here's a quick question for you. Where did he first say that he played Reagan? Hmm. The first time? I don't it's, know where. I think, it, I think it's Fargo. No. No? Evil Dead too. If you listen to the commentary, he goes, "Oh, this is my Ronald Reagan line." When he's like, "It's in the woods." It's... Oh, he even says that's his Ronald Reagan. You know what? That's why I love doing this uh, podcast now because it's just like I actually learned something new about it every time we talk. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, we do. It's a, it's actually it keeps me mentally sharp because I was also thinking the other day just like if Ash could have like a a super like uh okay so every there's like every superhero has like the whatever the X Force Suicide Squad like yeah. who would Ash's fucking dream team be of like misfits and superheroes and stuff like that I was thinking and the first person that comes to my mind would be Reggie Bannister from phantasm they i i have a feeling like ash and reggie'd be buddies they'd be like drinking buddies ah what's his fucking i would say what's his fucking name from uh, friday 13th uh tommy jarvis yeah i think they could they could uh, i'd say nancy thompson too from friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street yeah because they have the realization of things of happening they, it would probably be all the survivors of those movies. Yeah. And it'd be the survivors from those movies that would be like the victims and it'd be like the the key players that would be the ones to survive or whatever. Nancy Thompson well, died in I, part I wouldn't three. say anything with Chucky though. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think anything with Chucky. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, well, there's an evil doll around. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you ever heard of the comic book hack and slash evil doll? really evil doll i've dealt with that not worried about an evil doll fucking doll yeah ash would fucking fuck chucky up i would think yeah like, yeah in a heartbeat well it's like if ash was installed 
everybody has that meme. It's like you you have you have been poisoned. <laughs> you have to drink two hundred beers to find the antidote. And he's like done. Yeah, yeah, he could easily do that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm good. One of those things, man. One of those things when it comes to Evil Dead. So, if uh, you could choose a favorite scene from the first Evil Dead, which which is the scene that comes to mind for you as your favorite uh, from the first film? When Scotty walks into the workshed. For the first time? Yep. I really, I think that whole sunsetting scene of him going in there and they're like, you know, throwing the groceries around. He walks in the cab and everything's smoking and shit. That is just, for me, if Bob Ross could could have painted anything for me, that would be it. It just is a legitimate feeling of the 80s and how that was back then and the creepiness of that film. It was a nice buildup. That was so good. I was actually remembering the question you asked me if I could be stuck with the the for the original trilogy and the remake or the show. Uh-huh. And uh I was thinking I could um like when I, I was thinking about that, I was thinking about all the things that I loved about each movie that made me like them so much. And I, I thought in the first movie, I think the best part for me that sticks out the most would be when Ash is listening to the recording by himself and Mm. right before cheryl turns into whatever the the possessed version of herself right Mm -hmm. because it's kind of then he's he's starting to like i always wondered if when he started to listen to it with the headphones on if that's when his destiny started to be like okay it's your time this is what you needed to hear and like professor uh nobi was talking about like and not only like not only that but the dialogue for the recording itself is just so like monotone and dark and evil it just it's just so perfect because they they could reuse that clip over and over like i know this guy now he follows me on instagram uh he actually made a like a i don't want to say a rap album but it's like literally hip-hop beats but it's Mm -hmm. just like made specifically from evil dead and it's just like these beats are like fucking awesome they sound like really evil and like dark and hip-hoppy like you want to like i don't know if you want to say call them hip-hoppy but like they're like you know you could you could bob your head to them be like fuck this is deadly but it's just like it's clips from the evil dead and it, i don't know i'll find out what it's called and i'll, I'll talk about it on one of the next shows it's because it's it's unbelievable work it's it sticks right out there with our community of people. Like he should be talked about too. Yeah. Well, if you look at like the music of Evil Dead, just the tone when that piano hits in Evil Dead One or Evil Dead Two, just that boom, boom, then plays out. You can't beat it. Like and and you can go to other movies like Home Alone, but with the music, it works out so perfectly. But then you go to Bill and Ted's latest fucking movie. Holy shit, that was horrible. That was that was a disaster. It was, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna play music by everybody," and it was a horrible fucking song. It's like at the end of like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, that last song. 
it's believable. You got to make it <laughs> believable and fit the tone. And, you know, either the music succeeds to make a certain tone believable in a movie or it fails. I don't know that that was a that was a horrible movie that shouldn't have been made. I don't think. Oh God, it was so bad. They could have was... just left it. Like I actually looked at that. Like Keanu Reeves might have been trying to like sabotage it, maybe because of the way he was acting. Like sure, he was trying to just be like himself from the eighties guy, but it's just uh... like that doesn't work now that you're John Wick. You know, you kind of gotta keep your character credible, and it's just like when he the way I seen him acting in it it's just i don't know it's just like he didn't really care about it he was just like doing it for the money bro just trying to get it done so i can go back to another john wick or i don't know we're gonna do matrix again they promised me uh, two sequels from both movies if i do this one rock on wild stallions bro (laughs) (laughs) we gotta we gotta fucking make a song that unites the world forever dude Hey, you remember the movie I was in? Yeah, where I got like something in the mailbox every day, and it's like my dead wife. Dude, let's do that again. Let's do you remember that. Johnny Mnemonic? I think it flopped. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Johnny fucking Mnemonic. Good grief. Fuck, how's that for a fucking uh, nostalgia pop? Wow. <laughs> I, I I couldn't. I literally just thought of that on the whim. I was like, "Fuck!" I hadn't seen Johnny Mnemonic in forever. You know, what'd be awesome huh. is if Reeves listening to your podcast. Like, dude, why you make fun of Johnny Mnemonic? We doing? <laughs> I'll just get some ser- serious hate. <laughs> don't hate on Keanu Reeves. I don't hate Keanu Reeves. I just I I think his voice is like very hippie stoner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you get this fucking email. It's like I want to be a guest on your show. My name's <laughs> Reeves, you hear last hey. All I of a sudden, I, I get a fucking letter in the mail. Uh, it's a, then it'll be a cease and desist on talking about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, I gotta admit, dude, he's a down earth guy. I respect. He's pretty him. cool. I think he's pretty deadly. Up, yeah. man, you're gonna teach me to surf? What? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Point Break, dude? Yeah. How can I be a surfer? I know nothing. I'm Holy. not even like one of those guys. What? Fucking Patrick Swayze was in that movie with me, bro. Man, Reagan <laughs> and Nixon mask? I don't know, bro. I don't know if I can do this. I want to work on more serious cases like like uh, uh like murder cases and stuff. How why are you guys picking me out to be a surfer? <laughs> I don't want to do another speed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, instead of a bus. I'll do speed three, but that's it, bro. <laughs> yeah. We, dude, oh, if we're going to do speed, it's going to be one of those bikes that we're, like, taken from, like, one of those, like, deals where you pay for it by a minute, but it's going to be, like, 89 miles an hour this time on a bicycle. And there's, like, a girl on there with, like, a kid. And groceries, and I'm like, oh man, this is fierce. I gotta get the fridge, but I don't know, man. He's fucking pretty. He's actually, I, I, you know, who I think he'd be a pretty good character for is the crow. No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Just imagine him as the crow with that voice right now. It'd be the best <laughs> comedy out there. 
How dare you murder me? I hear you uh, rapping, rap tap tapping in my chamber door. <laughs> you kill me. What are you going to do about it? Bro. Oh, no. no nice no. cat. <laughs> he would look good as a crow as long as he like, overlapped. I, I heard Norman Reedus is supposed to be Ghost Rider. I was reading that. Norman Reedus wants to be Johnny Blaze. But I'll give you a little Ghost Rider news right now. Oh, my voice has come back a little bit. Um, Marvel has done talks with uh, Mr. Nicholas Cage. And there is plans for a Ghost Rider series. Not the, not the fucking uh, Robbie Ray's. But what I think what they're going to do is they're going to go from Johnny Blaze. And they're going to go to, uh, gosh damn, what's the other character who played uh, Johnny Blaze? His brother. Oh. Ended up being his brother, half-brother, something like that. Oh. The one that we know in the 90s with a different bike and all that stuff. Johnny, or, uh, Danny, Ketch. Danny Ketch. Oh, yes. Now, I think what they're going to do is they're going to take the old Ghost Rider, which was Johnny Blaze and... Uh, Nicholas Cage and switch him over to somebody else to where they make the Midnight Suns where you have Ghost Rider and you have Johnny Blaze. It'd just be Nicholas Cage, it's Nicholas Cage playing, you know, not Ghost Rider, but there'd be a, a, you know, Danny Catch's Ghost Rider. If you could uh cast Ghost Rider perfectly for you, who would Ghost Rider be? I would say if you remember the guy who was in uh what the fuck is that series? Uh, uh, Fast and Furious 3, that stupid-ass Drift one, Tokyo Drift. The main character that was the Paul Walker replacement? boys like this. Yeah, he's also on, a, oh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, NCIS something. Yeah. Well, he's got the voice because Johnny Blaze is from Texas, and Johnny Blaze is actually pretty fucking stupid. He's not the <laughs> smartest fucking... Well, he's kind of like a, a he's kind of like a evil Knievel sort of guy. Yeah, I could see him doing it. I could see Norman Reedus doing it, but Norman Reedus is too much. He's too Norman Reedus, you know. Yep. It's like, I'm gonna kill this guy. <laughs> I like I'm Daryl Dixon. Kill this guy, but you know, it was always the fight between the you know Spirit of Vengeance versus Johnny Blaze. There's always that big fight between the two because Johnny Blaze is stupid as shit. I love Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider is my fave of all time. But, you, you know, you need that guy who can put that voice out where it's like, sorry if you have a southern accent. That's, sorry, that stupid fucking accent where it's like, no, I'm going to take control of the rider. Where you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah, seriously. You know, you got to let the rider take over. And then you have like Norman Reedus, like, as a rider, like, all right. I'm going to kill a bitch. <laughs> Boom, you know. Have you ever seen the movie The Girl on the Third Floor? No. Okay. That that movie gets a lot of uh oh, oh, CM Punk looks like Bruce Campbell in this movie. Oh god. Yeah, I got tired of that shit. Yeah, okay. So in that movie, they literally try make it, it like Oh, if people like the Evil Dead, they'll like this movie. So I ended up watching it. 
And it's kind of like they're not wrong. It kind of follows the same formula, but it falls flat. What what I think a lot of people seen from it was that oh CM Punk without without his beard, he kinda looks like a young Bruce Campbell. But the the only thing the only like real like uh comparison of the two is that he's just wearing a blue shirt. And it's just like that's the thing. You know, if you see somebody wearing a blue shirt, oh, oh my God, are they going to be Ash? No, no. And Bruce Campbell straight came out and said that. No. I'm He's Ash. not Nash Bash or Cash. Fucking Ash is the fucking, uh, is like the best seat at a, a table well reserved, he said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Evil Dead uh, Encyclopedia <laughs> right there. Ding. God. Still got it. Well, then you had the whole cobbler thing. Remember that? Yeah, I am. I was so sick of that thing. You know what I'm gonna do? I think for the next probably ten days, or no, until Christmas, I'm do a Christmas mashup where it's like Evil Dead, but every time you see the book or something, I'm gonna put that cobbler right on top of it, the Santa hat or some bullshit, and post that everywhere. Like you, son of a bitch. I think I'm going to put, uh, so last year, you know, the ashy slashy puppets. Uh, yeah. Last year I put the normal, uh, normal one on top of the Christmas tree. And I think this year I'm going to put the possessed one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so, and the year before that, I, I, I put this mask of Freddy Krueger on with his, his fucking, uh, hat. <laughs> and then I only did red and green lights on the tree. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> When it comes to the house, my wife is very non-Evil Dead about it. what she think of the Evil Dead? Oh, well, my wife doesn't give a shit, honestly. Uh, she supports what I do, and she enjoys hanging out with the um, the friends that I have from Evil Dead. She enjoys hanging out. But when it comes to the movie, she doesn't give a shit. But at the same time, I will tell you this. She knows more details on those fucking chainsaws than anybody else. She, she got to see them all. Oh, she knows when something's fucked up. She will put <laughs> it out and be like, yeah, I don't think so. That you are so fucking pissed off over that one fucking bolt. <laughs> oh, she will. She'll be like, yep, yeah, that's not right. She is. She will tell tell anybody how it's done. Or so you guys are that. married then? Oh, yeah. How many years have you been married? We've been married. Oh my god, dude! You put me on spots. You're gonna listen to this. Um, shit, damn near twenty years. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. We've we've gone through some hard times and good times, and you know it's all about relating to each other, and then finally come, at the end of the day, relating to what we both do and what we both like, and respecting that, and. Sometimes you have to go through the hard times to realize that. It's like, instead of like saying, oh, my husband or my wife likes this and I don't like that and resenting it. It's like, how about I enjoy that with them? Whether you like it or not, because my wife doesn't like horror movies. Like when we were dating, we I would have her watch these fucking ass horror movies all the time. <laughs> but she respects it. And she respects what I do. And she loves talking. And hanging out with people like she got to meet a lot of cool people like Doug and Holly. She is like her and Holly are, are like best friends. 
And they would have never met if it wasn't for Evil Dead, Rescue Chainsaws, and you know, Knights of Samaria, and Ghost Beaters, and all that stuff. So, at the end of the day, whether she likes the movies or not, she res- respects it and likes to talk to everybody about it. That's the the best part about it is because there's it's kind of like an endless conversation because it it's almost like there's so much to talk about like there's literally a, a like when we talk about shit I'm just thinking about it almost off the top of my head but like I, it's almost getting to the point where I'm starting to write things down because there's such a vast majority of material to go over. Oh, it is. Well, it's like she will. <laughs> People, she's still on the Knights of Samaria page. She'll watch the page and watch the lives and see what people post. And she'll be like, oh, somebody's posted something that you did before, Brett. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And <laughs> I, it, it, that's pretty cool. Because, or just because somebody's building something. That's, that's what I like to see. But when she's like, oh, that chainsaw is not right at all. And I'll look at it and I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, they skipped on this and this and that. She's like, yeah, you know, she she knows her shit. Like, she is the Alpha Omega of judging chainsaws. It is crazy. Hence the name Mrs. Groovy. Mrs. Groovy, yeah. That's deadly. Mrs. Groovy, you can fucking me all you want, but Mrs. Groovy, you don't fuck Mrs. Groovy. Did you notice that a lot of people forget that even though that there's a trilogy of movies, there's also a trilogy of games. And the game actually kind of led him throughout a story too. Like all three of those games. Because there was Evil Dead, Hail to the King, Evil Dead, Regeneration, and uh, Evil Dead, Fist... Or, it, actually, it was Evil Dead, Hail oh, to the King, boomstick. Evil Dead, Fistful of Boomstick, and then Evil Dead, Red Regeneration. In that order. So, I'm going to tell you right now, the way I, I have the games for the PS2. I have them. I have Regeneration and Fistful of Boomstick. Now, I will tell you this. Hail the King, <clears throat> if you know how to play the old school Resident Evil, you can play that game. Other than that, <laughs> you'll fucking fail every time. That game sucks. So, I mean, the story, the story went, of it was okay. It just, the gameplay sucked. The it was, it was too hard with the tank controls. Yeah, but then... It was this, almost impossible. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I never got out of the cabin. Never I actually did. beat that game because I was so determined to just to finish it. Oh, I gave up. I was like, nope. Um, it used to be two discs on the PS2. Yeah, yeah it was on the PlayStation 1. Um, Fistful of Boomstick, that's my jam. I oh, love that was the shit. Yeah. A lot of people love Regeneration. It's more of an Army of Darkness style game with the comedy and stuff. It's a yeah, great and game. it kind of goes more back in time. Yeah, it's a great game. But Fistful of Boomstick for me, man, that was... I still love that fucking game. Once you've emptied both barrels of your shotgun into your favorite bartender, you can bet your ass happy hour's over. <laughs> Fuck, I love that game. That was one of the greatest things ever to see him come back. And he's just like sitting in the bar drinking. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking awesome still. <laughs> well, it's like, well, if you notice like the ball... And uh, Ash was living that season one. It's very similar to that bar, you know, the outside of the bar um, from Fistful Boomstick, the the Lost Woodsman. Yeah, I was wondering that if that, like, if they weren't trying to pretend like that was Dearborn. 
Yeah. It was, yeah, it was definitely a call back to that and the sinkholes and all that crap. I mean, gosh damn, that game was so good. And that auto shoot freaking thing they had where he could like, shoot behind his back and flip his fucking gun around and shit. Good grief. <laughs> and he just proved what, a, like, I, you know what? That game might even be politically incorrect now because of how uh, such a, he was actually a super ranked womanizer in that game. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I love that game. Dude, yeah, I'm gonna play it tonight. He just tells that chick, he goes, Hey, honey, you ever heard of a little uh movie called Deep Throat? <laughs> well, he just says that to that hot fucking redhead chick. Well, and it's got a lot of the spectrums of Evil Dead where you got you know the tornadoes, you know, the portals coming in on, on the uh second, second level, and all the dead guys keep coming in, you get pieces of silver and shit to stop it. But it you was... know what's kind of funny that that game actually uh, the creep show show that just happened with the whole show that went on was pretty much what happens in that yeah game. yeah the movie station the yeah TV it's pretty station. much the same thing now that I think of it yeah dude that game's awesome the one thing I'll give you know regeneration that I really like is becoming evil Ash and he becomes bigger and stronger I think it's like level I think it's level two again but they have that big like like minor guy sam yeah no 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 the big minor guy like the big villain of that uh oh uh, yeah 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 i i remember what you're talking about yeah dude, I, I turn to evil ash every time and dispatch his ass in like seconds i'm like fuck this guy boom but fistful boomstick you have one level where you have to fucking kill the dead eye with a goddamn shovel and rocks see that right there that that was an opportunity that they missed on the show. They could have had Ash have like his evil Ash power, like kind of like in the game. That that's not a bad. That wasn't a bad idea. Yeah. Being able to like Hulk up because that that whole Hulk up like into evil Ash thing that was actually uh, happened on a game way ahead of its time. It was called Splatterhouse, and Splatterhouse was a game that came out in the eighties, and then there was Splatterhouse two, and then Splatterhouse three. You could Hulk up. And then mm-hmm. that that happened, whatever that happened way before, like Evil Dead regeneration and stuff. But later on, there was a reference in the new Splatterhouse game that came out in like 2010, and it was made by the same people who made Evil Dead regeneration. And they had they gave it the option where Rick, who's pretty much like the Ash of his story, fucking uh, he he just hulks up into like uh evil rick or whatever right it's like the same exact thing it's like the same sort of beat em up style game and even in that game when you first find the shotgun and chainsaw you find a character that has one sleeve ripped off and he's missing a hand on the right hand and he's wearing brown pants and he's laying there dead and you find the shotgun and chainsaw in that so it's kind of like a reference to that Mm-hmm. And, and also in that game, there's references to Freddy and Jason too. So it's just it's like an '80s reference horror game. I don't know. So they straight plug the Evil Dead in there too. They say stuff like groovy, and it's like really bloody and stuff, like really bloody, over the top. Dude, you gotta say groovy every time. <laughs> groovy. Like a friend of mine, he's like, "Oh, Bruce stole your tagline." I'm like, "What? What? What did Bruce say?" He goes. You stay groovy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> now Bruce is cool. You Fuck. never, you did meet Bruce. You never met Sam. That's correct. I haven't met Sam. No. God, you got to. 
I, I luckily I've actually had the fortune of meeting Timothy Quill and Danny Hicks, and they're both passed away now. So that's kind of lucky. So yeah. I've met I've met Bruce, Danny, and Tim, and uh, I almost met Ted, but uh, he ended up. Ha- he, I don't think he was at Calgary. He was supposed to be in Calgary, but uh, I don't think he ended up making it. So I never got to meet him. Well, if you look at all this COVID stuff, Evil Dead, Bruce has really done a lot. Oh, man, he's he's going like all <laughs> over the place. He's at Bruce Fest and, Bruce, you know, he's just like, let's fucking go. He's, oh, man, I know yeah. he always says he's not physically capable, but you know what? Put him on light duty. <laughs> Make it a nice light duty Evil Dead where it's just like he doesn't have to do much. But he, he he's just like he's doing lots, but he doesn't have to get covered in blood or like, you know, he doesn't have to stand there for hours or something like fuck. See, that's where someone needs to be like, you know what? Dude, you're the shit. Everybody loves you. Uh, Ash is the shit. I, I know you're, you're old and you feel like you don't want to do it anymore. But at the same time, this is your time. Well, Fucking, everybody wants it. You know, it's just like Ash versus Evil Dead season three. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try talk for everybody here. Everybody wanted more. Yeah, it, it ended. It Sure, it ended and it was a OK ending to end it on. But at the same time, it was ended where there was so much more to be told. Well, we're lucky. We're, we're very lucky. The people who grew up in the 80s and 90s and, and up till now, we're lucky that we were, you know, given the chance to see these films being made and they were made and we got to see a continuation. This show, I just feel like now. it was almost like a gift from God. It's yeah. just like. Seriously, I, I literally, I waited so many years. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's ever going to be another Evil Dead. It's just like, man, that, like Bruce Campbell at the time, like I always thought he was the coolest in, in that sort of thing. So, And then he, he didn't really get like a fair shake. Like the Evil Dead never really got a fair shake. Right. Like, I don't think so. Like it never really got like the publicity or, or like it, it had a lot of money behind it, but it, it didn't get, it never really like got the the money back that they wanted or like army of darkness. They, they, I think they shot it for 12 million and they made like 12 million or something like that. And I think that took the luster out of it for them because just like, Oh, we put all this effort into this really hard movie to make. And it's just like, we thought it was going to be this fucking box office hit, but it just turned out that it was just like, we broke even. And, and now we're just like, Oh, well we, we spent $12 million to make $12 million. And, well, look at look at it this way: that we got to be able to see the beginning, and right now we're seeing the end. Uh, That's why it's so special. Yes, we're living this time. Twenty years from now, they're going to try to remake it, and these fans are going to see these crappy remakes and go, "Where did they come from?" And they're going to watch these eighties films again. I would we're, fucking. We're, we're, we're living that now. So we get that pleasure and luxury of that. So if anybody ever takes it for granted or, or says that, no, that, well, that's a piece of shit. Well, guess what? You're not going to get better than what we have now. Because 20 years from now, you won't have it. Exactly. Holy shit. Can you believe we almost did two hours? 
Hey, Kyle. It's always, always a blessing to talk to you, brother. Fuck, this is awesome. I, I actually really enjoy doing this. This is so fucking cool. Me too. <laughs> fucking, uh, the one thing I was thinking about is, like, not only is there the movies and the props and, and like, comic books, but there's, like, fucking... Now there's action figures. That's the part that just blows my mind is because back when I, I liked this stuff, it's just like there wasn't even action figures for now. You can just get like there's so many of them that it's just like literally they're just chunks of plastic now. And if you have one, you pretty much have them all. Oh, man. When the, the Evil Dead 25th anniversary came out, Evil Dead 2 25th, I remember it was at Hastings Video Store. I loved Hastings. Fucking loved it. It's sad it closed down, but uh, I remember it was there my wife and my kids were a little bitty. You know, my kids are damn near out of high school now. I had kids very young, very young, and uh, I'm glad I did. I have friends now where they have kids and, you know, like they're almost 40. I'm like, fuck that noise. <laughs> now, um, but we were at Hastings and I was like, man, if I could get one thing, I was like, oh, fuck. We were broke. We had kids, young. We were making a lot of money. And uh, my kids, my wife, bought me that 25th anniversary Evil Dead, you know, hero figure, hero Ash. That's awesome. And I still have that. And that's one figure I cherish. And it will never, never leave my display. That one. The hero Ash? Oh, yeah. I got the, you know, later on I bought the Hero from the Sky, but that, that one Hero Ash, I'm looking at it right now. That's, you know what's funny? That's the only one that's literally evaded me for pretty much the whole time I've been collecting. Really? Uh, I picked it up one time. I literally set it down, went to the ATM at, at a co- Comic-Con, went back. It was fucking gone. And Dude, I was like, oh, that sucked. Maybe I wasn't supposed to buy it. It's, it's so much better than the newer ones because I have the newer one. And it's super blue and the shirt and shit. But the 25th is more, has more of a grayish look to it. And it's, it's black and white. Well, no, I'm not talking about the hero from the sky, but just the hero one. Oh. Yeah, the hero one, it's not super blue in the shirt. It's a little more grayish. It's a little more how it should have been, you know, been made per Evil Dead 2. Uh, a lo- hero from the sky, the hero from the sky, yeah. If you can get a hold of that motherfucker, dude, buy that up. I bought it up later, but. You know, those are the two, I would say the two that I'll never get rid of. Like, I got right now my uh, Hero Ash pointing a shotgun and chainsaw at Evil Ash, <laughs> the chopped hand. One thing about those uh, original figures that came out, like, for the Evil Dead 2 series was they did a fucking piss-poor job on painting his eyes. Yeah. A, lo- been, a lot been, of the eyes were painted horribly. I've re- pretty much almost repainted every single one that I've taken out of the box. I've been lucky to only have one with derpy eyes where it's like an extra head, but the rest of them that I've had were fine. Yeah, I've had one that had really derpy eyes. Or or fucked up eyebrows. It, it's one or the other. Their right. eyes were like crooked or cross-eyed or one eyebrow is like above his eyebrow. Or... But you Oh, man. Neck now neck. now they've worked the bugs out of it, but like in those early figures, they really had a lot of flaws. Dude, I respect the fuck out of NECA with oh, what they're they the shit. 
I, fig- I probably have fifteen thousand dollars worth of NECA action figures in my collection. NECA's, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, I would take them over any other fucking company right now. Do you remember Mezco? Mezco, fucking Mezco. They had some. They had some pretty good action figures. Dude, on Netflix, they got a show called uh, "The Toys That Made Us." Yeah, I've been over- watching that. That's a pretty awesome show. Have you have you watched the movies that made us? They talk about Halloween. They talk about Friday Thirteenth and all that shit. Have I haven't watched seen it? it yet, no, but I gotta, I've heard of it. Yes, gotta watch it. It's a good flick. That's awesome. Well, Kyle, we're getting at the end of the two hour. I think we uh, talked about this about making it about two hours long. I think that's a a suitable time because fuck, you know what? It it could just go on and on and on. But two hours is a, a good number, I think. Weekly, though. We're going to do this weekly for everybody. I think it's only it's only fair for everybody. <laughs> well, we're going to get exclusive content from me and you and weekly. Trust me, on these days off that we're not posting anything, we learn more and we learn more that people don't know. And we're going to release it right here on Crazy Kyle's podcast. One thing I was going to say is there's a, a limited series of skateboards out there made by Deathwish. And they're actually, they're an Army of Darkness uh, VHS retro uh, image. So it's literally the Army of Darkness poster on a skateboard. And it says Army of Deathwish. And at the top, Hi. it says the Lizard King is trapped in time surrounded by evil and low on gas. And the only reason it doesn't say Army of Darkness is probably because it's a copyright thing. But if you're a diehard fan, luckily I, I was able to get one of these for $85. And if you could find another one, I would buy it off you. So keep, an, keep that in mind. All right. Yeah, I'll go check that out. We have Zoomies here. So Zoomies At the might... top it says Vestron Video International. And it's like a fake VHS book. There's also Nightmare on Elm Street ones too. Okay. But but for us listeners, the Army of Death Wish one would be the one that you'd want to get. Definitely. So Definitely. keep that in mind. Definitely. And other than that, you got any uh, last words for, for the audience? Well, for anybody who's listening, I want to thank you guys for listening and tell your friends about this podcast because it's so much fun. And it's amazing to li- even listening back on what me and Kyle talk about. It's a lot of fun. It's and- pretty unbelievable, actually. We we went over a lot of stuff that's just like holy shit. I I when I re-listened to it, I learned like twice as much as what I'm thinking now. It kind of yep. kicked my brain into gear. We are the reading rainbow of evil dead. So, fuck yeah. Reading but, is fun, just not from the Necronomicon. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we already did that once on a past episode. Yeah. That we all know. the horrible things that happened to the world after that happened. Right. Well, but anywho, tonight's been fun, and we'll probably see you again next Monday. Damn right, I'll be on here. the Hero from the Sky podcast. So stay groovy, everybody. <laughs>